the Gerontological Society of America, Meaningful Lives as We Age. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first full episode of this multi-part GSA Policy Intern Series. This series will provide insights into the experiences of GSA policy interns from various cohorts. We will give details on how and where to learn more about this fantastic opportunity. Additionally, we'll dive into interviews with colleagues of Drs. Greg O'Neill and Kathy Heyer, the esteemed champions in aging for whom this internship is named. I am Alicia Thompson, and I'm joined again today by my fellow 2023 GSA policy interns, Bailey Brecky and Christina Moo. All right, ladies, y'all want to say hi? Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. We are excited to be with you guys again today, and especially in a more extended format. So thank you for joining us. To get things kicked off on a lively note, we're going to start by sharing our hype slash walk-up songs. Bailey, do you, do you want to share your jam? Sure. So my walk-up song would be I Miss You by Blink-182. I played ice hockey in college, and this was a song that we would play before every game to pretty much just get us fired up, and it still stands. So that's my uh, walk-up song. But how about you, Christina? Do you want to go ahead and share yours, too? Yeah, sure. Mine is Zero O'Clock by BTS. I'm a big BTS fan. So what about you, Alicia? (laughs) Those are both great walk-up songs. Love it. So I'm all about a hype song. And if you know me, you you know. Like I was telling Bailey and Christina before we started recording, I actually spent my morning creating a whole hype playlist called Leashy Anthems. So like, I really get into this. So I'm excited to share about this. All right. So I've got, as I said, I have a whole playlist. So I've got a couple of songs that I really like, but probably the one I think of the most is Heart of a Champion by Nelly. My dad has always said the song reminds him of me. And I don't know, it just pumps me up. Like who doesn't want a heart of a champion? So that's my number one. All right. I'm excited to get into this conversation today. So listeners can get to know us and our journeys a little bit better. Bailey, could you share a bit about your journey and how you became involved in aging and policy? I've been very fortunate to work closely with Dr. Bob Applebaum, who's been a very influential leader in the realm of policy and aging, especially at the state level here in Ohio. I was also lucky enough to take his very last graduate level policy course before he retired from teaching. It was what I learned in the classroom and through our work on various projects that I've realized how crucial policy is when looking to support older adults. Awesome. Thank you, Bailey. I got to meet Bob with Bailey in Tampa, and he is a rock star. He seems so cool. So I can see how he would have that influence. Okay, Christina, would you share your story? Yeah. So my interest in policy really started when I took a course in my first year of the PhD program with Dr. Kathy Heyer, and she taught social and health issues in aging. And I think it was a very eye-opening experience because she taught us a lot about the different policies that influence aging in older adults. And through that course, I was also given the opportunity to write policy briefs and also given the opportunity to work alongside the Florida Policy Exchange Center on aging, where we take research findings and we make them more 
translational or easier to interpret for the general public. So through those, like the course and also working adjacently to her lab, we were able to talk about the greater implications of our work. And that's how I initially got interested in policy. And then later down in the road, when I entered my fourth year of the PhD program, I think there was a part of me that was still like had a curiosity about it that I wanted to explore more. And that's when I decided to apply for this internship. And it it really has been an eye-opening experience. And it's great to see people working in industry, government, and academia really work together to get policy issues front and center for older adults in the aging community. Awesome. Thank you both for sharing. I can only imagine how impactful it had to be to have the opportunity to be in Dr. Heyer's class. That is so awesome. So for me, I became interested in aging and policy sort of because I've honestly always connected better with the older people in my life. And and frankly, I typically enjoyed hanging out with them more than people my own age. So I, I feel like in aging circles, you always hear about people's grandma. And well, that's it for me as well. I've always been very close with my grandmother and spent a lot of time with she and her sisters and her friends. And they just had such powerful insights on situations. And they the way they approach things, I always found fascinating. They just were more calm and level-headed. She developed a chronic condition, RAF, rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia, at a pretty young age, in her 30s. And it really limited her mobility and it changed her quality of life dramatically. And I saw how the environment made her difficulties related to those diagnoses. It just made them worse and it exacerbated them. So I knew I wanted to be a part of making the world a more age-friendly place for all of us. So that is where my interest in aging came from. And as for policy, I I just had an epiphany in my PhD program, honestly. I mean, things contributed to it in my various experiences, but in my PhD program, I realized I want to be a part of creating change and making the world better. And the way to do that on the widest scale is through policy change. And so that's how I kind of got interested in policy. It's always fascinating to hear about how people find their way to gerontology. Uh, Okay, so we'll go on to the next question. Thank you all for sharing. So Christina, what led you to apply specifically for the GSA Summer Policy Internship? Yeah, Alicia, I, I feel like a lot of what you shared, I could really resonate with. So that personal connection with the Asian community and my grandparents, and then also coming to that realization that that our research can have much more of an impact or purpose if we share it with the general public and if that we could have it influence that policy level. Because even if we move the the needle a little bit, it could have profound impacts for our aging community. So I think that is what pushed me to apply for the policy internship. I think another thing too was I had an interest in policy, but I was also a little apprehensive because I thought, wow, policy is so complicated. I'm not sure if I could really wrap my head around everything that it involves. But I think this internship really helped demystify all of my 
my worries about getting into policy work and not being able to make an influence in it. Because when you do the internship, you meet so many people that just have shared interests and a shared mission of wanting to improve the health and well-being of older people and the aging community. So so just having that mission in mind makes everything else so much easier in terms of like advocating and getting involved to help like move policies forward. So I think that like wanting to explore something a little bit outside of academia and wanting my research to have more of an impact for our community was what was what pushed me to apply for the internship and also the openness to take on students who don't come from a policy background, but the the willingness to teach them and expose them to a completely different area was what encouraged me to apply. Awesome. Thank you. What about you, Bailey? I So I first attended my first GSA annual scientific meeting after becoming or after being recommended by many of the faculty and staff members here at Miami University. So after becoming a member, signing up for the conference, just a few weeks into my first semester as a master's student, I was really unsure of what to expect. Um, and again, walking into my very first GSA national conference, I was a little bit overwhelmed with the vastness of the building, the projects, and the sheer number of individuals who were roaming around the convention center. And it was after I reflected on my experience at the annual scientific meeting that I kind of felt a sense of relief and I was inspired of how many individuals were invested and passionate about the aging population um, that I was able to see how GSA as an organization was able to bring all of these passionate thinkers and leaders together. And it was after that conference that I knew that I I really wanted to make a difference in this field. And again, as I had mentioned, the experience and the relationship that I've built with Dr. Applebaum and seeing some of the things that he has put into motion here in the state of Ohio, I think that policy is such a unique area and such a necessity for this population and a way that you can really inform policy change and make changes that support older adults. And so just getting to see the influence that GSA has at a national level was something that really opened my eyes. And then after attending the conference and realizing that policy was a passion of mine. I also attended the getting to know the GSA summer policy internship program with the 2022 summer policy interns just to learn more about the internship. So it was really after the webinar and the conference that drew me to apply. So that was a little bit about my experience, but Alicia, what led you to apply for the GSA summer policy internship? Well, thank you both for sharing. Mine, of course, there's going to be some overlap between the three of us because, you know, it led us all to the same place, even if it's a little bit of a different path. So I I actually found out about the GSA Policy Internship because I've attended the Health and Aging Policy Fellows Symposium a couple years in a row, and I have sort of been like professionally crushing on, on that opportunity. So I was looking into that and that's how I found the GSA internship. And the reason I was interested in doing a policy focused internship is because throughout my life, I've had different firsthand experiences that really showed me the impact that policy can have on me as an individual, on families, communities, which 
that led me to get a master's in social work. And then I ended up working for the Department of Health here in Louisiana in the Office of Aging and Adult Services. I worked for Adult Protective Services. And I guess how I'll explain it is nobody calls Adult Protective Services because everything is going awesome. Like that's just, that's just not the nature of the job. So in that work, I heard a lot of really gruesome things, but I also spoke with a lot of people who were doing everything in their power to, to intervene and to make a difference in the lives of people who were really in the most vulnerable state you can be in. But a lot of times what we were able to do was constrained by policy. And I'm not the type of person who is going to just accept, well, that's all we can do. That's the, that, that's the only legislative authority we have. Like, I can't just accept that. So I decided that I was going to come back to school and work on a PhD towards social work because I wanted to learn more about the intersection between research and policy and to see how I could make a difference in, through both of those areas. So through my coursework and through seeking out opportunities to learn more about policy, that I learned about the Health and Aging Policy Fellowship and the GSA Summer Policy Internship. And kind of like Christina said, policy can be a little intimidating, especially when you're a student. And I know some programs focus more on policy. I had a class in my master's program and, and I think a class in my PhD program. So I know a little bit, but I, I did not feel... I didn't feel like I had like a firm grasp on it. It was a little bit outside of my my connection. And so I knew that I could either like just avoid it for the rest of my life and try and hope people didn't ask me too many questions about policy, or I could really take the opportunity to lean in to that area of development that I knew I needed and take a shot at it. And I am so grateful that it ended up working out because I feel completely different about it now. So glad that we all did. All right. So on to our next question. Bailey, what experiences stand out to you the most from the summer in D.C.? I would say it's pretty hard to just pick a few. Obviously, the summer was packed full of unbelievable experiences, and I'm so grateful for all of them. But I really enjoyed attending various coalition meetings and conferences. I I think it was neat to see how much of an influence GSA has in terms of informing policy change. I'd mentioned that earlier, but our supervisor, Trish, being able to have a seat at the table and seeing the influence that she had as a part of GSA and some of the influence that she had on uh, changing policies and informing policy change was really great to see. And being able to have a seat at the table with her was amazing as an intern. And so I would just also add that as interns, we were included on a number of projects and it's with many thanks to Trish for her support throughout the summer. But I think those experiences were some that really resonated with me. Awesome. Thank you. I, I would echo those for sure. What about challenges? Because although it was fantastic, I know, you know, there's always a challenge here or there. 
Oh yeah, there were some challenges, but again, I was really lucky to actually live with my great aunt throughout the summer in Fairfax, Virginia. It was nice to be able to save some money and live with a family member. Um, However, with that came a bit of a longer commute, longer than I had expected. And for those incoming interns, I just want everyone to be aware that there will occasionally be some long lasting construction for certain (laughs) lines lines on the metro system. Um, It may tack on a bit more time. Um, so just plan accordingly. But honestly, besides the the lengthy commute, the entire summer was an absolute blast. And I'm so grateful for the experience. She was a champ, y'all. She was taking like multiple buses, a long train. I, I was impressed that she made it. That she made trains, it. Trains and automobiles. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. She, she was a trooper for sure. Uh, what about you, Christina? Can you tell us about some of your most standout experiences and biggest challenges? That's a good question. I think Bailey covered a lot of them. I think the standout experience is really that it helped demystifies my my <laughs> fears of policy or being able to make a difference. And I think one thing that was very standout was that people in the aging community are very open and receptive to meeting with early career scholars and people who have the shared mission of wanting to make a difference in the aging community. So I, I think that was the the thing that the best thing that I realized was that how open and, and kind everybody is to to just like meeting and talking and how and coming together for to make an influence on policy. And I think another thing that was particularly stand like a, a good experience for me was being able to meet with researchers and academics outside of my wheelhouse I think because my my research mainly focuses on sleep and pain among middle-aged and older adults but I got to meet with people who were working in the space of disaster preparedness uh climate change caregiving and so many other issues that are at the forefront of aging and older adults that I it just gave me a wider perspective of how my work also interacts with those issues as well. So it, it helped inspire new research ideas. And it also made me think more deeply about what issues are pressing now and need our attention immediately. Um, as for challenges, I feel like there wasn't anything in particular that was super challenging about the work that we were doing in the internship because... I don't know. It, the The way that the internship was structured was so wonderful where you had tasks that you could work on that will help you further your understanding and policy. But then there's also the flexibility where you could initiate innovative projects and meet with so many people to gain a better understanding within the policy realm that it's the way that the, the internship is structured is, is absolutely wonderful for people who are proactive in seeking opportunities and then also um, hard workers. And I guess like the greatest challenge was trying to find housing in D.C. because D.C. is the hub for policy and research and academia. It's like a central hub for a lot of great ideas. So people want to be in the DC area. And that was the greatest challenge was trying to find a place to live, honestly. And 
make it affordable for the the stipends that were on both uh, through our universities and then the internship. But in the end, it did work out and it was a great experience. Yeah. What about you, Alicia? What are some standout experiences and biggest challenges for you? Well, I feel like you guys have named so many of the good ones, but so again, I might just be reiterating some of it, but thank y'all for sharing. I would say one of my biggest takeaways slash one of the most standout experiences was just getting to meet and know and engage with GSA leadership and other leaders in aging. It was just very humbling and inspiring, as, as you guys have said as well. It was so fascinating to hear not only their thoughts, but how they think. It left a really, a really powerful impression on me. I like to say it as they think like a boss. I want to think like a boss. Like, I want to be a boss. I don't, I don't just want to be, you know, your average person. Like, I want to follow in their footsteps and, and do great things and make change for in people and real people's real lives. And so... I just found it to be such an incredible experience to just sit down and and talk with people and hear how they approached situations in their career and the choices they made that made all the difference in getting them to where they are. It was really powerful. Everyone was so generous with their time, as you all have said. I, Trish told us at the beginning of our experience that this was a build your own experience kind of thing. And I remember on the first day, she said, I mean, I guess you could sit over there for eight weeks and not do anything. But like, why would you do that? Like, why would you have come here if that's what you're going to do? She, she knew we, we weren't going to do that. But I say that to say she really give, gave us the autonomy to create the experience that we wanted. And we ran with it. I think by the end, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. Did we have 27 or 28? meetings that we set up with people in aging that sounds right like around 28 that's a lot y'all that that's not 28 meetings over the whole like that that doesn't mean we had 28 meetings in eight weeks that means on top of all of the other meetings we were attending we set up 27 or 28 additional meetings with people who i mean they may have sat down with us if we just reached out but they they believe in GSA. They trust in GSA. It shows the it shows the character and integrity behind this organization that people believe in it and trust it enough that they were willing to say, "Oh, your your policy interns with GSA, I will give you my very valuable time and and talk to you about my life and my career and what gets me excited." So that was. I, I don't know. I think that's kind of a priceless opportunity. And I, I was so appreciative for it. And I know the girls were as well. Just to hear how strategic that these leaders are and the way they think, the way they approach things. They're very forward thinking. I I feel like for myself and in a lot of cases in, in academic research, we focus on what is the problem at hand. That's part of it. Like you have to give the problem statement and that makes sense. However, if everybody is looking at the problems that we're facing today, then when we get to tomorrow and we've got new problems, then we have to start from scratch. But luckily, we have people like the leaders in GSA and other aging organizations who they're thinking now about the problems that we're going to face in the future. And 
that was really impactful for me. I, I want to be a forward thinker. I want to be strategic about my choices. So I was really grateful to get to absorb some of their greatness. We also had the chance to attend the Health and Aging Policy Fellows Spring Symposium dinner the night before, well, the symposium and the dinner, which I was so excited about. They were so nice and so welcoming to us at both. And it was just truly incredible. And then through the people we met through the Health and Aging Policy Fellows, we ended up getting to go to AARP's national headquarters. We got to see the penthouse. If you, if you know, you know. It was incredible. Shout out to AARP. It was so fun. And then one of the, the current, one of last, well, the fellows over the summer also invited us to the, the Capitol building and to Elizabeth Warren's office. And she gave our, of her time so generously. And so I, yes, we had great experiences, but I, I'm not only saying it to say, to, to brag about it, although it was very cool. I just want you to see that if you take the time to reach out and make these meaningful connections with people, as the other girls have said, they're willing to talk with you and to explore places with you. It was just really incredible. Before I go on, last but not least, our manager, Trish, her husband is Paul, and he is a tour guide with the Permanent Tourist of D.C. Touring Agency. And Trish obviously set it up for us, but Paul gave two different days of his time for multiple hours to tour us three interns around D.C. We saw so many things. We, we actually bumped into to the presidential motorcade. Motorcade? What is the word? Yes, um, yeah, the presidential motorcades. <laughs> that is the right word. It sounded weird. Which, it, it was just incredible. It was so generous. And I love history. I love sightseeing. But I don't know all the things. And I really get into reciting quotes off of walls and stuff. And so it, Paul is so wonderful about that. It was just truly one of the highlights of my summer. I so appreciated Paul and Trish for being so generous with their time with that. For challenges, let's just say in my interview I for the internship, I was real excited because I had the opportunity to tell them how adaptable I was. I pride myself on being adaptable and I was excited that it happened to come up. Well, after saying that, I was gifted with multiple opportunities to flex my adaptability muscles well in D.C. I won't bore you with all the details, but let's just say on day three, I stepped off the sidewalk, twisted my foot, fell in the street, and could hardly walk for the first two and a half weeks of the thing. I also got real sick and had a couple other interesting adventures. So I, I think it's good to... To get the chance to practice what you preach. So for challenges, I had the chance to remind myself how adaptable I really can be. All right. So I love that question. Thank y'all for sharing. So Bailey, how has the internship experience influenced your, your research, your work, your career aspirations? 
In terms of my career aspirations, so I'm hoping to pursue my PhD in uh, social gerontology, and I'm currently applying to programs, but I just want to give a shout out to these two wonderful women who are also <laughs> on the podcast. I really owe it to both Alicia and Christina for being unbelievable role models and mentors. So they've really helped me aspire to earning my PhD, but also along with everyone else that we met throughout the summer, I, I really realized how important research is, but there's just so many great ideas and projects and data that are hoping to support older adults. But one piece of advice that was given to us throughout the summer that really resonated with me was just this idea of how important research is, but how even more important it is to ensure that the research and the research recommendations are being communicated and disseminated to policymakers to inform policy change, just to ensure that those older adults that are in need are being supported as best as possible. So as I hope to pursue my PhD, this experience has really just reminded me of the importance of intertwining the research aspect with the policy and the dissemination piece to ensure that the policies are supporting older adults as best they can. So that's a little bit about how I'm trying to intertwine the research work and my my goals for research, but just to in general with my own career aspirations, just trying to intertwine everything that I've been able to gain and experience and all of the advice that I've gotten throughout the summer. I think putting that forth in the future is just so valuable and so important. But that's uh, some of my intentions and what I hope to continue with my career for the future. But Christina, do you want to go ahead and offer some of your insights as well? Thanks, Bailey. Thanks for sharing. I'm happy that Alicia and I were able to be there for you, especially since you are the first master's student going through the, the internship. It was so exciting to hear you want to apply for PhD programs and then share both of our experiences going through PhD programs. Mm, for me, I did this internship my going into my fifth year of the PhD program. So it was that summer going in. And I, I think knowing that I had one year left of the PhD program, I had a lot of questions about whether I wanted a job in academia, government, or industry. And I, I know there are other potential jobs, but those are the three main sectors that I was thinking about and I could potentially envision a career in. And I feel that this internship has really given me more clarity that people could work at the intersection of all three and how they could take their research and have broader implications at various levels of government, you know, city level, state level, and then federal level. So I think it was just very eye-opening that you don't really have to be pigeonholed into one sector. And I think for me, it also gave me the clarity that I needed to keep going down that academia path. For me, the next step is to do a postdoc and then to get more research training to be the best researcher that I can and then eventually to have broader implications when it comes to policy. So I think it gave me clarity in the direction that I want to go in. So that's how it's changed my career goals. Um, what about you, Alicia? I know that we're kind of in similar like stages of our careers. Yeah, well, thank you both for sharing. I, before I talk about me, I, I do want to say that I would love to take 
credit for convincing Bailey to get a PhD, but y'all, she was awesome when, when we found her. So I have no doubt she was going to do incredible things. So we can't take credit for that, but I am excited to see where her career goes. Oh, you Um, two are too kind. (laughs) uh, When it comes to, let's see, when it comes to how the internship experience influenced my research and my current profession and my future aspirations, uh, they're pretty similar to what you all have said. I'll say I have an update regarding research. So initially, my answer to the question was, well, I learned so much about the depth and breadth of policy and how it interacts with my research and how it's so important to think about the implications of those things. That was my original answer to this question when we kind of talked about what we're going to talk about on this podcast. But when I was in Tampa and us three interns, when we presented at our policy symposium afterward, Chris Rogers, who works in vision loss and aging, came up to introduce herself to us and told us that she that that was her area of interest, which I had not said during our presentation that that is what my dissertation focuses on is the, the lives of people with visual impairments as they age. And so it has been really exciting since Tampa. We, She and I and some of her colleagues have met, and it's honestly completely changed probably the trajectory of my career already. And that only happened because of the GSA policy internship. And so that changing my research has been super impactful. And then professionally, I'll say I just finished teaching my first semester of an undergrad class, Introduction to Social Work. So in the class, I had freshmen to fifth-year seniors. Some people just took it as an elective. Some people, it was part of their major. But if I had not been a GSA policy intern, I would have said advocacy is important. It's, it's like a hallmark of the social work profession. And my students probably would have been fine with that. But after spending the summer in D.C. and learning so much about policy, uh, I was able to infuse policy issues and advocacy throughout the entire semester. And I'm really excited and proud of that because it was some of my students, it was their favorite part of the class. They really liked it. Now they know how they do it. So in whatever field they end up going to, they have a foundation now in advocacy and policy that I attribute to to this internship. Um, Also, through the internship, I ended up, Trish took us with her to an Elder Care Workforce Alliance meeting. And through that, I became connected with some people that are in social work. And through just meeting with them after and talking with them, I ended up getting to be involved in a pilot program. So my students got to take part in this pilot program that was focused on infusing policy material into social work curriculum. So it's just like this, this experience and the connections I've made through it have profoundly impacted my research and my current profession. And I can't tell you exactly how it's going to change the trajectory of my career, but I can tell you it has altered it dramatically, and I am so excited to see where this journey leads, and I'm grateful for the impact of this internship. Okay, so Christina, do you have any advice you'd like to give to future or potential interns? 
Thanks, Alicia, for sharing. So advice, I would say if you have any, like the slightest curiosity about policy is to just apply for the internship and that if you have any questions or you're not sure that you could reach out to any of us or any of the former year interns, because we're all open to answering any questions that you may have or curiosities. So feel free to reach out. And I think to, at least for me, I was worried about policy or not being able to make a difference. So just be willing to push yourself outside of your comfort zone and take chances. And as Alicia had said, lean into the process. And I think, I think that is probably the best advice that I could give right now. And Bailey, do you have anything to share? Yeah, thank you, Christina, for offering those insights. I would also just add to kind of piggyback on the same thing of pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone is also don't be afraid to go up and introduce yourself to people or send out an email to someone whose research may just slightly pique your interest. You you really get what you give with this experience. And as we've talked about, just everyone was so willing and wanted to talk with us and provide us with any advice. And Alicia also mentioned how it's kind of a, a build your own adventure experience. So I'm um, just being willing to put yourself out there. And again, you'll be so grateful that you did in the end. So those are some of my advice. But Alicia, do you have any other pieces of wisdom to add as well? Y'all really hit the, hit the high points, but I'll reiterate a couple points. So academia, PhD programs, master's programs, they require so much from us. And it's easy to kind of get into like a survival mode where you're consciously or unconsciously, you go from getting into, you know, a nice groove to being stuck in a big old rut. And I did not realize it beforehand, but once I got to DC, I, I did realize that. We can learn so much in a classroom and through research, but the experiential learning you find when you're brave enough to leave your comfort's behind when you lean in, when you're, you just, you're afraid, but you do it anyway. You can't learn that in a classroom and you can't learn it in a book. I'm a firm believer in the idea that sometimes you got to go to grow. And that is what this experience has done for me. It kind of brought me back to life. And so you may not know it, but you might need that too. You might need to shake things up get out of your comfort zone, move across the country and not do research for three months. Christina and I both had all the best intentions to work on dissertations while we were there. And uh, I will say I didn't open it. I just, there's so much to do. So I say that to say, you may not know it, but you might need to shake things up and get out of the monotony of your routine. So this is a really incredible opportunity to do that. And not only to shake things up and wake yourself back up, but to just grow professionally and personally in ways that you could have never even imagined. All right. So as we get ready to wrap up this episode, do either of you have any DC area recommendations you'd like to give to our listeners? Yeah. 
Before I share some recommendations, I do want to say I am so thankful to have gone through this experience with Alicia and Bailey. Not only did I learn so much about policy, but I learned so much about myself because I had the opportunity to work so closely with Alicia and Bailey. So I'm so thankful. And for future interns, really, really try to connect with the other interns and work together because... DC is going to be a very new experience and it's so much better to go through that journey with your colleagues and to to brave it alone. But my favorite things about DC were, well, they're free museums. So really being able to take care or take advantage of the culture that surrounds DC is amazing. There's a lot of diversity there as well. And a couple of my top experiences were the U.S. National Arboretum. It is beautiful, a lot of walking. Uh, It's a little bit further out, but it is so nice to take a step away from the city and the hustle and the bustle and take a break and breathe in nature. And then another thing I really enjoyed was the view of DC, which is a free observation deck in Arlington, Virginia. And then the last thing that I will touch on is getting to spend 4th of July in Washington, DC. It's a pretty powerful experience, a lot of good energy, a lot of feelings of pride. What about you, Bailey and Alicia? I would echo everything that you said also about building relationships. It's so key and really will just help your experience overall. Just building such a strong connection with Alicia and Christina was really, really important to me. But as for DC, I would just say that there are so many great things to see, do, as well as eat. I'd really suggest taking full advantage of the weekends and getting to museums, getting the tickets. As Christina mentioned, they are free, but getting tickets in advance, as well as setting brunch reservations. Also ask around. There are a few hidden gems within DC, but the entire GSA staff is extremely willing to give advice and recommendations with some of their faves. Also, don't hesitate to reach out to us, especially Christina, in terms of the restaurants. She was a restaurant connoisseur during the summer. So those are a couple of my faves and recommendations. Alicia, what are you thinking? Thank you both. Okay, so I want to hit on a couple things that you all said. I I wanted to echo your Team ABC love that you both shared. Thank you. I agree. I could not have asked for better people to go through this experience with. I think it was on either day one or two. And I said to these ladies as we were in the office or walking or something, I remember saying, so do you guys think we're going to be best friends forever? And (laughs) they probably thought I was uh, a little over eager, but it's just such a bonding experience. You're in a new place. You're doing new and exciting things. And I mean, I was just, I just lucked out and and we got the best crew. So I'm just so grateful. I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose anybody else for any reason. It was incredible. And I I love these girls. So thank you so much, both of you for going through this experience with me. What else did I want to highlight? I would also recommend all of those things that they did. I will agree with Bailey. Y'all, there are days where you are so tired, like you're commuting and you're working and it's early and then it's late. And I will say, Christina was such a trooper. I don't even know where she got the energy she got, but 
she just really capitalized on every every day i felt like on like trying a new place to eat and just stores of energy that i don't even know where she found them to go and do things but i really admired that and that meant that any time that i mustered the energy to do something there was always somebody who was willing to do it so we all did have a lot of great adventures we went to so many of the museums and the fourth in DC, I mean, it's iconic. It's incredible. So obviously do that. And if you do get selected for this opportunity, you are lucky because we spent many hours creating a GSA policy intern handbook for you. So you will see that if you get chosen for this and you'll see our restaurant recommendations. Um, we have personalized emojis and just different things to do in the area, things about housing and transportation. So we, we really wanted to leave something behind. So if you get to go and do this incredible thing that you're not really, you're not going in not knowing very much. Of course, it's still a little scary, but we left a pretty valuable uh, how-to guide behind for you. So we do hope that that's helpful. And I'd say, as I mentioned about somehow going from being in a nice groove to being stuck in my rut that going to DC for this opportunity shook me out of, thankfully, I would challenge you that if in your regular life, when you're at your PhD program or wherever you're getting your master's, you might be like all about your books. And that's cool. Like, obviously, you're a high achiever, you wouldn't be interested. You wouldn't be interested in this. And maybe you're that's your routine that you're into. But if you get to go to DC to do this, I really encourage you to take advantage of the opportunity that you have. You'll never get this again. Like being in DC for, I mean, I don't know, maybe you will, but probably not. Like being in DC for the summer and getting to be an intern, it's such a dynamic environment. There's so many people there. People are like wanting to explore and see new things and do fun things and meet new people. It's a really unique place and I really loved it. So I encourage you, if you get to go, be a yes person, push yourself. DC is about happy hour, y'all. I have not seen a place that like loves a good happy hour more than DC in quite a while. So even if you're tired and you're like, oh, I need to go home, make yourself go. Even if you go for like 15 minutes, you end up having incredible conversations and talking to people and making those connections that like that make your time just incredible. So I encourage you to do that. All right, ladies, we've covered a lot today. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we go? So please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions. And we are going to have a webinar in January. So just keep your eye out for that. And this really has been a life-changing experience. And uh, at least I hope to see Alicia Bailey and, and myself back in the DC area one day <laughs> in the future and maybe doing the Health and Aging Policy Fellowship. That's on our We're radar. We're going <laughs> to make a oh, comeback. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it has changed so much. It's been a life-changing experience and feel free to reach out if you have any questions. 
Yeah, I would just echo exactly what Christina said. Again, we are having our webinar uh, January 12th from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. And this will be an informational webinar with the interns as well as Trish, our supervisor. But yes, it's it's been such a wonderful or it was a wonderful experience and just creating lifelong friendships. Um, so yes, don't hesitate to reach out with any questions. All right. Thank you both for sharing your advice, your experiences, your insights about your time in DC, your recommendations to potential policy interns of the future. We'd also like to thank all of you for listening today to the GSA Summer Policy Intern Podcast Series. Stay tuned for future episodes to hear from other GSA policy interns to learn more about this internship and to learn more about the impressive legacies of Drs. Greg O'Neill and Kathy Heyer. Please make a note on your calendar. This year, applications are due by January 31st. Close of business, Eastern Time, 5 p.m. We'd also like to thank those who have donated to make these life-changing experiences possible for us and for previous interns. We ask that you consider donating to support this internship and make this opportunity available for more emerging aging scholars. So thank you for your time for now. This is Alicia. This is Bailey. And this is Christina. Team ABC, out. The Gerontological Society of America was founded in 1945 to cultivate excellence in interdisciplinary aging research and education to advance innovations in practice and policy. For more information about GSA, visit geron.org. G-E-R-O-N.org.